Welcome to It's All About the Questions, where learning to ask the right questions can help you achieve lifelong success. Now, here to help you ask all the right questions is award-winning author, international speaker, and business strategist, Laura Stewart. Good morning, afternoon, and evening, everyone from around the world listening to my show on iHeartRadio and via podcast. We are so excited to, um, I am so excited to be here today because I'm sitting here with a broken foot and my wrist in a cast from two separate falls, four days apart. And this is my first day back in the studio in a couple of weeks. So this just feels so great. It's so great to see Sean through the window and not like just on the phone. Sean is my most awesome producer. So Yay, Sean, I made it. (laughs) All right, all right, enough of that. (laughs) Um, So today, what I think is really hysterical is my guest that's been scheduled is somebody who is amazing at helping people get out of pain. And um, I am so excited to be having my guest today, Sue Hitzman, the founder of Melt, which is the most amazing, amazing thing that you can do for your body. It's all about self-care. There are instructors all over the world who can help you with it. But she has um, the paperback version of her book coming out. And uh, she's going to be at the Vero Beach Book Center tomorrow at 6 p.m. and was followed by a reception at Star Pilates afterwards where Christine Purdy's and Ginny Murphy are there. And Christine is a certified melt instructor. So, Sue, thank you so much for being on my show today. Thanks for having me. And I'm so sorry to hear about your, your foot and everything. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's, it's terrible. I thought it was so hysterical that here I am about to interview you and all of this has happened to me. And um, if it wasn't for my melt roller... I don't know how I would have gotten through some of the things over the last couple of weeks. Oh, yeah, and definitely, you know, we, I mean, even when you, you break a foot or you hurt your foot, and although that's in a, you know, a cast or a splint, the rest of your body pays the price for months afterwards. So it's great to even, you know, that you do know about melt so that you can keep melting even with your foot in the cast. There's so much that you can do to actually support your own healing um, while your body is on the mend so that you're not waiting until the cast or whatever is off for you to then, you know, get back into caring for yourself. It's, it's great that you know how to do it. And I, and I only know how to do it because of amazing instructors um, and, and Christine Purdy's at, I love at her. she is just absolutely amazing. Yeah. And, you know, she taught me some of the self-care stuff. And then she she works out of um, Ginny Murphy's studio where you're going to be tomorrow night as well. Star Pilates talking to people. But for those who don't know Melt, describe Melt and how you developed this, to me, truly effective method of um, healing. Yeah, well, I mean, MELT's really, it is a simple self-treatment technique. I developed it out of my private practice to basically empower my clients to help themselves get out and stay out of chronic pain by simulating the hands-on methods that I was using in my sessions with them. And I I started calling it hands-off body work. And I developed these simple techniques using these softballs and rollers that my clients could use at home in between sessions to deter the negative effects of their daily living that was causing what I was calling stuck stress uh, and that accumulative stress that occurs from day to day that was causing common imbalances that was ultimately leading them down the road to having uh, chronic pain. And what I 
taught them to do and what I was doing in my hands-on practice was addressing connective tissue dehydration, which to me is a missing link to pain-free living that diet and exercise don't address. Melt is, that's what it does. Um, That's what I developed it to do. Um, And basically what I always say is that we teach people how to rehydrate their connective tissue to improve neurological efficiency so that their brain stops sending them those pain messages and they actually treat a cause of chronic pain rather than focusing on where their symptoms are, which is usually, you know, the victim areas of the body. And if all you do is just go at them and beat them up, you're kind of beating up the victim and never actually finding the perpetrators in your body, um, which are usually in the connective tissue system. Okay, so let's take a step back for some of my listeners who might not understand what connective tissue is. Where is that in the body? And why is that such a factor in chronic pain? Yeah, that's actually the biggest problem is that people don't know what it is, and they also don't know that they can actively partake in helping keep that system functioning efficiently from day to day, and their daily life is what's actually causing the problems in it. So just as a, you know, not to get sciencey about it, but connective tissue is everywhere in your body. It is the only three-dimensional fluid-based architectural matrix in your body. It is your stability architecture. And on a macro level, on a postural and structural level, connective tissue is providing your muscles and your bones uh, support and stability. It's what gives your joint shock absorption. Uh, It gives your muscles continuity and synergy so they function efficiently and so that uh, information can get to the muscles appropriately so we move dynamically. Um, But it's also the system that supports our cells, and every cell of your body is bathed in this fluid that's called the extracellular matrix, and that's what your connective tissue is. Scientifically, it's called fascia, and fascia is this supportive infrastructure that keeps your nervous system functioning efficiently. It provides architectural support. It's a transportation highway for nutrients. Um, It's where cells uh, absorb their nutrient um, that you, you know, eat, and then it gets transported through connective tissue and into your other cells. Um, It's also what keeps your blood vessels stable. And what recent science is recognizing is that daily living is causing an issue in our connective tissue. Um, And even if people don't have pain, if any of your listeners, um, you know, just to kind of give them an idea here is that, you know, have you ever sat for long periods of time and then when you get up, your body feels a little stiff, like, you know, you kind of wake up in the morning and you feel like the dried out sponge left on the kitchen sink. And just like that dried out sponge, You know, you don't just slap water on the sponge, so just getting up and drinking water isn't enough. What you have to learn to do is to basically work the fluid into the sponge to get it to move. And we've all, again, experienced that. You know, when you get up and you move around, that stiffness tends to go away. But uh, if you think of connective tissue kind of like a fluid river, daily living is actually causing sediment to accumulate in that river. So if you are like most people, you get up and you move around and it goes away so you never do anything about it, um, you're, you're actually missing what I call a pre-pain symptom. That's your body saying, hey, the tissue is getting a little dehydrated here. Can you help me out? And if you ignore it, what starts out as being a little stiff feeling when you get up and move around can quite quickly accelerate and cause your joints to ache, it causes your posture to misalign. But if you're like a lot of people and you get those symptoms and you just pop an Advil, you're causing even more problems because if your connective tissue stays in a dehydrated state, 
it can actually alter the structure, and that exhausts your nervous system's ability to function efficiently because the environment that the nervous system is operating in is faulty. And that is really a key cause of not only chronic aches and pains, but a lot of disorders, diseases, and dysfunctions that can occur over our lifetime. And what the science is starting to really point to is, hey, if we were to focus on connective tissue and learn how to restore its properties and get that stiffness to elasticity to balance back out, could that then deter some of these things that we associate with not only daily living but aging uh, and improve the quality of people's lives. And that was uh, a hypothesis that I had back in the 90s and before the science was really pointing in my direction, that um, was how I developed MELT was to say, gosh, could I restore the fluid flow of that connective tissue? And the answer was yes. And not only did I help myself get out of pain, but I've literally helped thousands and thousands of people in a private practice. And of course, with the book and our instructors, it's been hundreds of thousands of people have found benefit to the method. And, you know, I always say now everybody's a myofascial expert. We've kind of popularized the the message here. And so you're going to hear more and more people talking about how to rehydrate your connective tissue. But I think MELT was one of the very first um, uh, neurofascial self-treatment techniques um, that's shown remarkable changes and, and lasting benefits for many, many people. Well, here's what I noticed the difference with milk, because I've explored so many different modalities over my 53 years with different things. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's, you talk about dehydration and it, everybody who's listening, you can't fix connective tissue dehydration by just drinking more water. I mean, it helps, Correct. but that's not what we're talking about here. You, you need to have movement. You need to have the correct kinds of movement, if I'm correct, if I'm saying this correctly, Sue. Sure. And what I like about melt is it's easy to do. It doesn't take a lot of time during the day to do it. And small amounts of it have major rewards. Yes, that is. I think all of those things, you know, are really so important for people to know because although water is very important to connective tissue and a healthy diet is as well, the bad news is that lots of people eat right, they move, they exercise, and they still have chronic pain. So the question is, what's missing? And and my answer always is just that we need to understand how this system functions and how to treat it appropriately so that you get this quick change. And um, I think, you know, people see the rollers and they immediately go, oh, it's a, it's a foam rolling class. It's self-myofascial release. And I always say, you know, we, first of all, we don't really roll very much. Um, it's a much more mindful practice because of the process to which I bring people through is very much like a hands-on body worker. Um, I developed what I called the four R's of melt. And the first R is to reconnect. So what I think has been so impactful for my clients um, and has also empowered them to do self-care because, you know, when, when somebody's in pain, they're almost afraid to do anything for themselves because they kind of think, gosh, I, I might make it worse. You know, I was exercising and that's when my back went out. So they, there's a fear that gets drawn into self-care. So what I developed was um, a, a way for people to identify what connective tissue dehydration feels like, to identify where this accumulation of stuck stress, if you will, that's my layman's term for connective tissue dehydration is stuck stress, where the stuck stress is living in their bodies so that they can start to hone in on 
common imbalances that many of us possess that are left unaddressed from day to day because of this connective tissue issue, um, instead of focusing on where they have pain. So I always think what's a unique difference between melt and something like self-myofascial release, which was designed to restore blood flow to muscle, is that self-myofascial release, they tend to go directly to areas that they think are too tight or causing them trouble. So if somebody says, oh, your hamstrings are really tight, let's roll out your hamstrings. And then, you know, you see people ironing themselves like a shirt. And when they find a stiff area, they're told to land on that area and almost inflict pain, like they're going to win an award for inflicting pain on their body. And my proposition to people is, hey, if you're in pain, why would you cause more pain to get out of pain, or if you have a problem, why would you beat your body into submission to make it change as the first route of self-care? And what is easy about MELT is that it feels good while you're doing it. And you're right, Laura, it takes 10 minutes a day. You don't have to go right to the areas where you feel pain. And in fact, that's the absolute opposite of how I treat people in both with my hands-on practice and with melt. We call it the indirect before direct approach. And what most uh, quality body workers will tell you is that most often when somebody has, let's say, you know, your back goes out out of nowhere, the last place that they're going to sit there and put pressure on and pull on and stretch on and, and work on is the low back because that's the victim. It's the part of your body that's crying out for your help. So why is it our way to walk up to that area and beat it up okay. to make it change, right? And okay, so, I say, so hey, how about, how about doing it a different way? And that's what melts about. So you talked about the four R's, and the first one you said was reconnect. Mm-hmm. It, so what are the four R's? So, so the four R's themselves are reconnect, rebalance, rehydrate, and release. So reconnect techniques are assessment techniques that you can use where you can begin to identify common imbalances that many of us, again, possess that we leave unaddressed, but these are the ones that accumulate and end up causing most of the stress in our neck and low back and destabilize our core. So once you identify which of the common imbalances you have, then we bring you to the next R, which is called rebalance. Okay, before the- we do the rebalance, let's let's mm-hmm. talk a little bit more about the reconnect because sure. having experienced it myself, I thought that the reconnect was so huge for me. And like when I was working with Christine, she has me laying on the on um, a Pilates Cadillac. And she Mm -hmm. says, tell me how your body feels on the table. Is it even on the table? How did you come up with the questions that the instructor needs to ask to help somebody gain the awareness of where their body is really not in alignment versus the pain point? That's right. That's a really great question. So when I was working with people with my hands, I mean, I do have this uncanny gift that Uh, I feel is like my greatest blessing is that I was working on my clients and with my hands, I could feel and find areas of imbalance and what I, you know, and I take copious amounts of notes on my clients. And what I started to recognize was no matter what their problem was, if pain was really the primary issue, I have pain, it's, it's, it's decreasing the quality of my life. What I was finding was that there were four common imbalances that many people have that uh, across the board, every single one of my clients who had pain, all of them had at least two, if not all four of these common imbalances. And so when I started to recognize that, it was actually a client who said to me 
after I gave her homework and she came back and I said, how did, how did the at home work go? And she said, I actually didn't do it. I was afraid I was going to make it worse. And so I thought, how can I get her around that? And I put her on the floor and I started describing the common imbalances that she had. And she's like, I can feel that. I do feel, I do feel those things you're saying. I said, okay, so now that you feel them, now let's put you up on the roller and let's do the homework and then let's get you off the roller. And so 10 minutes later, after we did a rebalance sequence, I got her off the roller and sure enough, I said, so, uh, you know, l- let me let me even point out the four common imbalances, because if your uh, listeners are at home, if you want to lie on your back on the floor, what you want to notice is if uh, in your upper body, a common sign of stuck stress is feeling like all of your upper back weights just right across your shoulder girdle. You can almost feel your shoulder blades on the ground and your mid back where women define the bra line, that whole region of the ribs that should be the most weighted on the ground will feel arched off the floor. You might also notice that your tailbone is more on the ground than your butt cheeks. And the back of the thighs, instead of being heavily weighted on the ground, they'll feel off the floor. And if you've got one or more of those four common imbalances, you've identified that stuck stress. And so when my client could do that for herself and then treat it and then come off the roller and say, oh, my gosh, those imbalances are gone. I said, so see, so now you know when you're doing it right is that you make the changes in the right direction. And I started sharing that with my clients in a one-on-one environment, and that was in the late 90s. And so by 2004, I just knew I had something because I was helping so many people address all sorts of common imbalances just by eliminating some of these common discrepancies in their system. And in 2004, I thought, you know, I think I could teach people this in a group environment, and maybe I could keep people out of my office altogether, and it worked. And so that was really, I think, a very transformative time for me was that I was witnessing people doing these self-care techniques without me ever touching them or, or having to help them with, with anything more than my voice. And that was huge for me. So in 2006, that's when I started training people because uh, a lot of instructors like Christine and many others said, I want to teach this. I think this could be very beneficial to my clients who do yoga and Pilates. And, you know, now we've got 1,300 instructors worldwide who are sharing this method uh, with people in group environments, which I, I just think is amazing when you can do something in a group because I think that there's something about that social environment that also helps people with their pain is that they're not alone in their pain issues and they suddenly get to work with someone else and that can really ease the burden of pain overall. So it's, it's been a real amazing time to help people uh, recognize those common imbalances and get people out of their, their pain issues. Which is so great. But, you know, we're talking about the pain. We're talking about physical bodies. What I love is how the work and everything you just described with the four common imbalances, that actually hits on so many levels beyond the physical by becoming aware of how your body is laying on that table. It forces you to be so present and get past the, the sort of, and this probably doesn't translate well to radio, like like paying attention to the most painful part or the part that's shouting the loudest isn't always where the problem is. That That's right. And that's just the point, Laura. You know, I mean, really, people need to realize that. And I get it. You know, when you're in pain, you want to tune it out. You want to take a pain reliever so you don't feel it 
or you want to ignore it. Um, and, and the problem is when you have an area of your body that is just screaming at you, whether it's your, you know, the bottom of your foot or your back or your neck or your shoulder, or maybe it's, you know, some people don't even call it pain. They just call it, you know, their normal discomfort. And I say, guys, there's nothing normal about discomfort. It's your body trying to tell you something. How is it that we're listening? And the, and the point here is that a lot of people really aren't listening, they're, they're getting angry over the fact that their body's trying to tell them something at all. And so again, tuning it out, ignoring it, these are the things that make pain accumulate and it actually exacerbates the problem. So what I really love about MELT is that mindfulness to get people to go into their bodies and to take it back, to sense what they're really feeling um, away from the pain because the whole point here is when you're in pain, you know, 100% of the time your brain is what's producing that sense of pain, but it's being told by these sensory nerves that live in your body and the peripheral nervous system that, hey, something's not right down here, and your brain's just interpreting that and saying, well, there's a problem, so let's send pain so that we get your attention. So here what we do is we shift the mind into uh, reconnecting to the whole body, to the whole being, and and honing in is actually one of the first parts of getting out of pain is that self-awareness. And I always say that we, we wait until we've got a problem to do something about it. So really, as much as people think that they're so proactive in their lives, they're eating right, they're exercising, you know, they're not. We're, we're usually more reactive to our lives. When we feel fat, we exercise. When we feel tired, we take a nap, you know. When, when, and, and when we have pain, again, we do things in a particular way. But here what we're doing is shifting the dichotomy. We're saying, let's, let's not do it that way anymore. Let's, let's try something new because, you know, how's your way working for you? And most of the time when I say that, how's it going? They're like, it's terrible. I say, well, maybe instead of focusing on where you have pain, if we could focus on the imbalances in the body, maybe we could stop that pain signal from occurring. We could improve the nervous system's efficiency and get things back on track. And that is the beauty of melt. And, and that's what I've been able to teach people how to do for themselves. I find it very meditative. I, I know it probably sounds a little strange yeah. to a number of the, the listeners because they think meditation needs to be, you know, you just sit quiet. I cannot meditate. I keep trying, trying, trying. I've tried so many different things, guided meditations. If somebody is literally in front of me guiding me through a meditation, I can get into it. But on my own, the only way I seem to be able to get to that focus and that presence is, say, on a melt roller or doing any of the exercises because it forces me to be very present to the action I'm taking at that moment. And yes, I, and that's, that's it. That's it, Laura. You know, it's that you, I think you are like a lot of people. Like doing meditation is actually work, you know. I mean, like to sit still and to not think of things is almost harder than focusing in. So what actually is very intriguing for me is we have actually a lot of instructors, and I, I was just recently on the Dr. Oz show, and we had brought in Whitney Chapman, who's one of our MELT instructors, um, who also does mindful meditation. And she used to say to me, gosh, you know what, Sue, people really have a hard time with meditation. They fidget, they adjust, they just can't sit still sometimes. And I said, you know, if you melted them a little bit and then you did meditation, you'd probably get more out of it. And she was like, I never thought of that. Let me try it. 
So she did the foot treatment for people to ground them, to bring them back into their bodies. And she was like, she called me the next day. She said, it is like night and day. The people that really were always fidgeting and moving about suddenly were more grounded. They were more still. They were breathing differently. And at the end of the class, everybody said that was the most amazing meditation class that they had ever had. And she said, I think it's because I melted them before we meditated. I said, well, that's just it, is that how can you meditate in a body that you're not really in? And it takes time to go into your body with meditation. But if you melt, it's kind of like you're opening the doorway to yourself and to that's the, allow change to occur. And that's the perfect doorway into the, the national news break, Sue. So yes. we're going to be back with more from Sue Hitzman, founder of Melt and New York Times bestselling author, who's going to be here in Vero Beach tomorrow night. Um, Wednesday, November 30th at 6 p.m. at the Vero Beach Book Center. And then we'll also be at Star Pilates afterwards for a cocktail reception, all free. Please join us. We'll be right back with more from Sue Hitzman. Welcome to It's All About the Questions, where learning to ask the right questions can help you achieve lifelong success. Now, here to help you ask all the right questions is award-winning author, international speaker, and business strategist, Laura Stewart. Welcome back, everyone who's listening live on the radio. And if you're listening on the podcast that is uh, top podcast on iTunes pretty frequently, um, that was a really short break for you because you didn't have to listen to the national news. We are here with Sue Hitzman, founder of Melt and the New York Times bestselling author of The Melt Method, a breakthrough self-treatment system to eliminate chronic pain, erase the signs of aging, and feel fantastic in just 10 minutes a day. Her book is now coming out in paperback, and we will all be there supporting her tomorrow night as she joins us at the Vero Beach Book Center at 6 p.m. tomorrow, followed by a reception at Star Pilates. And by the way, anybody who buys a copy of um, The Melt Method tomorrow at the Vero Beach Book Center gets a free Melt class at Star Pilates with Christine Purdy's. So um, you're going to want to be there tomorrow night and pick up a copy of the book. So Sue, oh my God, it's worth it. It's, it. Go do it. I can't believe her. She's amazing that she would do such a thing. And it's so great. If you buy the book, you get to take a class. Go do it. Buy the book is so worth just to take the class for free. Oh my gosh. You're going to love it. I can't, I, I'm, I just love her that she's doing that. You know, Ginny, Ginny and Christine are such an amazing duo over at uh, Star Pilates and Miracle Mile. Totally. And I know Christine has been with, she got certified by you in the very early stages, and Ginny is also, um, has taken MELT uh, certifications with you and stuff. Mm-hmm. What is it, we've kind of touched about it, but on it a little bit, but there's something about MELT that is so different than other modalities. I know that we were talking during the break, I'm taller after MELT. Why is that? (laughs) That's such a great thing. Well, you know, I I don't think people realize, but, you know, if you measured yourself in the morning and then you did your normal daily life, when you come back, you're at least a half an inch, if not an inch shorter, because the discs in your body, those joints of the facets in your spine, um, those things compress like little marshmallows throughout the day from just, you know, tension and compression that we deal with. And What's really compelling about connective tissue is that we, we realize, again, that daily living causes connective tissue to dehydrate, and that is what uh, uh, makes joints lose their space. There's this uh, property of fascia 
that allows it to be a little bit stiff, again, kind of like a sponge. There's, you know, some, some stiffness and resilience to it, you know, because you think it's a fluid system. How can a fluid system be the stability system? And it's because the majority of the tissue in there is collagen, and collagen needs water and stimulation to bind and to create its integrity so that it has what they call the elastic property of fascia, which is fascia's ability to move and adapt, and when it's hydrated, it quickly returns to its ideal shape. But what we know about connective tissue is if you compress or pull on the tissue for long periods of time, it's the very thing that causes cellular dehydration. So if you sit for long periods of time, you're compressing the back of your legs and you're causing tension on the tissue along your spine. So when you stand up, your own body weight kind of crushes the spaces of the body, uh, which are 100% fascia, uh, the connective tissue is, is in high abundance around every joint. There's no muscles around your joints. It's all connective tissue. And so if you lose the integrity of the connective tissue, joints compress, posture misaligns, and sure enough, at the end of the day, you've lost a full inch of height. Um, and, and again, if you never do anything about that, over time, you're going to be like my mom, who I'm sure when I was a kid was 5'6", and now she's 5'3". You know, she never got those three inches back from day to day. And I think about it, and I'm in my mid-40s now, and I feel like I have deterred so much accumulative stress in my body over my lifetime by addressing this tissue directly, which is what makes it so unique. Nothing else has was specifically designed to stimulate and restore the fluid flow of fascia to do one thing in particular, which was to restore neurological efficiency. And it's just a unique approach. Um, you know, and again, it stimulates my two decades of hands-on therapeutic intervention from neuromuscular therapy techniques to light touch therapies like cranial sacral therapy and visceral manipulation and all these other things that I've learned. There was one common thread of all those methods, and that was connective tissue and realizing that connective tissue is inherently linked to all systems of the body. So if you treat that before you treat organ imbalances or muscle imbalances, you're always going to not only make better changes, they're going to be more long-lasting, and you can really get people out of those common postural misalignments that makes you lose space as you age. Now, my listeners know that my dad had Parkinson's before he passed mm. away, and my mom has um, a number of issues, including emphysema, chron uh, congestive heart failure, and, and vascular dementia going on. I'm thinking, as you were just talking about the neurologic effects and the fascia, would MELT have helped my potentially have helped my dad with the Parkinson's because massage helped him greatly because, you know, his he, his hands would and his muscles would just seem to tighten up. And I always felt it was more connective tissue than anything yes. else. That's, that's exactly right. It is actually the missing link to a lot of disorders and diseases. So, you know, when I was working with people way back in the 90s, it was mostly athletes that had sustained an injury that wasn't healing properly. And so those were my clients. But when I made the great success with them, they sure enough told their mom, their brother, their aunts, their uncles, and their friends that, oh, Sue can fix anything. Go see her. And my practice quite quickly shifted from working on athletes to working on regular people. And what I started seeing more and more of were clients with MS, Parkinson's, fibromyalgia, chronic fatigue, dupe trends, all these crazy disorders that not everybody knows a lot about. And the bigger issue with all of these is that the symptoms for everyone can be very uh, widely varied, and the medications that 
the people are being treated with not only can perhaps help their dysfunction, but it can actually cause more dysfunction to occur and more side effects. So with my clients, and I, I've actually worked with the Parkinson's Foundation and the MS Foundation with MELT. Uh, we've donated lots of products to them, and we've actually done MELT for Parkinson's and MELT for MS because those are special circumstances with special issues. And because MELT is easy to do, we, we bring people with those types of disorders through the treatments, and what we find is that it deters some of the negative side effects of their medication. Uh, we've had people who have had essential tremors and also the tremors caused by Parkinson's where it seems to quiet the tremor down. It doesn't last for very long, but the fact that you can alter it even for a period of time to me is a huge shift for the nervous system to reacquire different neurological information in different regions of the brain. So you're basically helping the nervous system rewire neurological pathways back to the body by opening up the highway, if you will, that the nervous system operates in. Um, so yes, if you have Parkinson's or MS or fibromyalgia, chronic fatigue, I don't care what the disorder, the disease or the dysfunction is, or whether you call it pain or not, if your body is not functioning efficiently, I will guarantee you've got an issue in your connective tissue that is altering neurological efficiency. And I do believe wholeheartedly that if we addressed connective tissue earlier in our lifetime and, and didn't wait for us to have symptoms, I think that we would actually deter a lot of these symptoms from accumulating. And one of the most recent research uh, studies and direction of the Fascial Research Society that, that they've gone in uh, with uh, Dr. Tom Finley, who is actually the, the founder of the Fascial Research Society that I've been a part of now for a decade. Um, he has uh, prostate cancer, and what he did was he, he put a lot of his time and effort into understanding how connective tissue related to the growth of cancer. And what they're finding is that cancer loves to live in stiff fascia, in fascia that has become cellularly dehydrated, it actually allows a tumor to grow in an area of stiffening. So what the proposal here is, is if we didn't let connective tissue edge to the side of being so out of balance between its stiffness to elastic properties, if we help the tone and the balance of the tissue, would that then deter cancer from spreading and growing? And that's where the research is today. Uh, it's still, the you know, jury's still out for, for deciding. Um, but we definitely have a lot of evidence that's showing that keeping fascia in its hydrated fluid flow um, mobility is absolutely essential to our overall uh, wellness and longevity of our good health over our lifetime. I'm a firm believer in natural modalities to resolve things. Yeah. And you know, sitting here, like we said, with a broken foot and my wrist in a cast, I obviously resorted in the initial stages to painkillers because the pain was just out of control and some other medications to help calm everything down. And now that I am mm -hmm. off the acute, um, I wouldn't have gotten through it without my melt rollers. But, you know, what a, we're, we're about, you know what, I'm going to go into commercial break before we, I ask my next question because I don't want us to get cut off. So we'll be right back with more from Sue Hintzman to talk about melt. Sue, we were talking about pain, like acute pain of like when I broke my foot and I needed to take painkillers and, and now I'm at more of a 
you know, flaring, chronic kind of pain from the injuries. Mm-hmm. What What is the difference for people to understand between acute pain, chronic pain, and, and like, say, sudden chronic pain that, that comes along? And how do you sure. know when you should be doing melt or taking a pill? Sure. Well, you know, I mean, pain, what, what is traditionally termed as acute pain is really acute trauma. You know, you can, it's where you do something, you fall, you get hit by a bus, you get in a car accident, you can go to the doctor, you can tell them exactly what happened, exactly the point of the problem, and they're going to do their rigor of testing. They're going to do MRIs and x-rays and check that you haven't broken any bones. And then depending upon the acuteness of the pain that your brain is sending you, that is the best time to take a pain reliever or, uh, you know, something that is uh, anti-inflammatories and pain relievers because your nervous system just gets so overwired that it actually, if you don't take a pain reliever, it can actually deter the healing process because your nervous system is just so out of balance. It, it can't do everything. It's protecting you. Um, you know, acute pain is a protective response, and, and it's trying to repair at the same time. And it's very difficult for the body to do both things at the same time. So taking a pain reliever can quiet those regions of the brain that send us that pain response and can kind of boost uh, our body's natural repair uh, during that time. It allows us to sleep and quiet down, um, and that's a good thing. But when you have chronic pain, that was, that used to be determined as something, you know, that was uh, related to a disease or a disorder that was causing a side effect of a chronic pain symptom. But what most of us are up against is what I call sudden chronic pain. It comes on with the same type of aggression as uh, an acute trauma but the thing that you did was in no way a trauma. Like you bend over to pick up a pencil and your back goes out, or you do the same down dog that you've done 3,000 times, only this time your hamstring snaps. Or you do a bench press and, oh, man, your shoulder really gets a pinch. Um, those are what I call sudden chronic pain. Although you can tell a doctor exactly what you did and exactly what happened, the thing that you did wasn't a traumatic experience. It was just time over tension over load in the connective tissue. The connective tissue wasn't supporting the joints properly or fast enough, and it, it lost its ability to react and respond to your movements prior to you moving. That's what fascia is designed to do is to pre-stress muscles and joints so that you move and you don't, you know, damage anything. Joints don't get too close together. Muscles don't pull too fast where you tear them. And that's what fascia, when it's hydrated, is, is supposed to do. But again, if connective tissue is dehydrated, you get sudden chronic pain and you go to your doctor and the buzzkill here is that a doctor is going to treat you like you have an acute trauma and they're going to give you pain relievers and pain medication, but they're missing the cause of the pain wasn't a trauma, but they're treating it like it was. And that can cause more long-term issues for people. And whether you had an acute trauma or you had sudden chronic pain, either of the two can actually become chronic pain and it can actually alter your own neurological functions um, where your body just starts to produce, um, uh, it's, it's called a cytokine response. Your, your cells start to, start to create inflammation in your body, but 
you might not actually have an injury at that point, you know, but your body is still sending down an inflammatory response. And that, again, can slow the healing process. It can cause more inflammation that's unnecessary, that's low-grade inflammation in our tissue that can, again, alter connective tissue's ability to restore its supportive qualities. And, again, you have a higher tendency toward chronic pain, chronic issues, repeated issues, um, and just a, a sense of, dis-ease or disease in the body over your lifetime. So this is, again, why I say, although 100% of the time the brain's producing your sense of pain, you got an acute trauma, good to deter your brain's response. But if it's chronic or sudden chronic pain, the last thing you want to do is tell your brain to ignore the body's messages. You want to treat the body in a way that you're, you're getting your brain to recognize that you are actively partaking in supporting the message and getting things back on track. And that, that's, again, is the beauty of, of doing things like MELT is it's really that education on top of a method. I love your description of sudden chronic pain because I started flashing two times where I just opened a window and my back went into spasm and I was on the ground. And I'm going, okay, it can't be just because I opened the window. I've opened that window 10 times before and never had an issue. So I Mm -hmm. start going back in time trying to figure out what the actual event was. Um, right, and, and there there isn't, right? I mean, right. Again, connective tissue, if it's not hydrated, it doesn't react and respond. And all you do is open a window and boom, your back is gone. It's like, whoa, what happened? It's like when I missed the step and fell down and broke my fifth metatarsal in two places, there was a lot of events leading up to that moment where I wasn't fully present and I missed the step. And and that that's such a, a huge thing that you're saying, Laura, because that's just it is a lot of times we get into an accident or something happens. And part of it is that we, we're just so focused on everything outside of ourselves. And a lot of us, that's kind of how we live our lives is that we focus on everybody else but ourselves. We focus on our children, on, on supporting our parents as they age. We worry about our finances, our jobs, our social status. We look at our Twitter feed and our Facebook, and all of this is so important. But we never really get to the root of us, and we, we tend to be the last person on the totem pole that ever gets the support truly. And, and then, it, you know, just like what you're saying happens is that I wasn't really fully present and you're a more embodied person to even acknowledge that that occurs because most of the time my clients will say to me, I don't understand why my body is failing me. I give it so much. I exercise and I eat right. And I'm like, I think you're missing something there, my friend. Your body's not failing you. You're failing to listen to your body. I think if you quieted down and stopped feeling like you were being, you know, you know, shot down by your body or cut short by your body, that you'd actually realize that your body is just begging for more of your attention and more of your love and your joy. And I hate to say it, but a lot of people walk around miserable. They're unhappy. They're depressed. And all of these things are part of the cascade of our connective tissue issue that, again, if you keep ignoring the body's signals that started out as, you know, you sitting around and then getting up and feeling stiff and it going away, to your joints hurting you, to your digestion slowing down, to you gaining weight, having sleep issues, digestive issues, then it turns into anxiety and depression. You've got weight gain, and now you're just miserable. And this is 
part of the process that I've gone through with literally tens of thousands of people is that most of them who are depressed and unhappy, they've lost their joy. They've lost their happiness. They've lost the love for themselves first and to make themselves important. And they actually don't feel like they should take 10 minutes a day to help themselves. And I say, you're doing the disservice to yourself. You are part of your problem. Help me help you help yourself. Let's get you back in your body. Let's make you important. And let's find some happiness in that. And again, that's why I so am blessed and honored to have thousands of instructors who go out there every day and help people in these group and one-on-one environments. And that is part of that social community that we need. Fascia is the, the, the tie that binds us together. We all have, no matter what our lifestyles look at, we all have this amazing architectural supportive tissue that is also the intuitive part of our being. It's where we take vibration in from the outside world and how our brain interprets our outside environment. And I could go on for hours with this, Sue, but we're in the last couple minutes. I want to make sure people know how to find out more about MELT. Your website is meltmethod.com, correct? Yep. And yep, your, yep. your book is available everywhere books are sold. New paperback version, which has more updated information from the original hardcover. It's a New York Times bestseller, Melt Method. And you're going to be at the Vera Beach Book Center tomorrow night, Wednesday night, November 30th, 6 p.m., signing right, your book. Tonight, 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 I'll also be at, at 8 p.m. I'll be down here in Miami, which is where I am right now, at Books and Books, uh, which is in Coral Gables. And that's at 8 p.m. tonight, uh, Books and Books in Miami. So if people aren't up where you are, but they have friends who are down here, uh, have people come down and I'll share with them what changed uh, this 30,000 word change and why it occurred in the book and what I needed to do to help more people. Um, and again, they'll be able to experience the hand in the foot treatments. Um, and we'll also be giving away products at both uh, this event uh, at Books and Books, as well as um, six o'clock tomorrow night at the Vero Beach Book Center. And remember, if you're at the Vero Beach Book Center and you buy your book, you get a free melt class at Star Pilates with Christine Purdy and Ginny Murphy. Bonus. So that is an excellent bonus. Looking forward to meeting you in person tomorrow night, Sue. Me too, Laura. Thank you so much for having me on the show, and I hope that your listeners will come and and meet us and meet Christine as well, and um, I do look forward to meeting you as well. Same here. And if you're listening on the podcast and you're somewhere else in the world, because I have listeners all over the world, all over the United States, all over everywhere, um, you can get the book um, on anywhere books are sold. I highly recommend it. Ten minutes a day, no matter what's going on in your life, it can help you based on my personal experiences. Let me know your experiences. Remember, everybody, the right questions can change your life. So what are you asking yourself today? Have a great day, everybody. And remember, do a little self-care today. You've been listening to It's All About the Questions, starring Laura Stewart. Connect with Laura at itsallaboutthequestions.com and download a free workbook that will help you ask better questions starting today. 